What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Mint Ketchup Podcast, episode 11. We're back in the building. Been a little bit, took a little hiatus, you know what I mean? Seeing this guy right over here for a minute, you know what I mean? He was out there uh, doing his thing. So, of course, you got your host, Lofton, a.k.a. Been Here For A Minute, a.k.a. Short and Long At The Same Time, a.k.a. I'm working on my muscles, though. Then we got my man over here, Rajim, doing his daggone thing. Mr. Lover Man, Mr. Dark Poet, Mr. Put a Ring on it. Ooh. What you been up to, dog? You know man. what I'm saying? You locked down uh, now, Mr. Lockdown. Yeah, What's man, happening, man? Mr. Make It Happen. Look at that. Uh, got, <laughs> got the clink, clink on. Hey, there uh, you go. go. There you go. You know man. what I'm Man. Yeah, man. A lot of people couldn't believe it, though, man. For real. Got to say that. Hey. What, what hey, Beyonce say, you should have put a ring on it. You know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? So, you got to hey. get somebody to take care of. You know, you got to take care of when you get old. You know what I'm saying? The grades come in. Somebody got to yeah, work you around. Know I mean? You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like, at some point in time, somebody will be like, hey, you're going to be unmarketable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, what point in time? Hey, look. At what point in time in your life do you become unmarketable? Hey, you know what I'm saying? You, know, <laughs> like, you gotta make sure you uh you make the call before that happens, you know. So you, you know what I'm saying? Paying like, attention to the mirror, exactly. you know. Exactly. You gotta make sure, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You mess around and yeah, look, look, I'm gonna say look real good when it's shined up on the on the floor. <laughs> when you get that 1967 with the rust on it, oh, nobody wants it. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, ain't no, ain't nobody. Nothing. Ain't enough, enough work on, uh, that the doctor can do to make it look right. You know what I mean? You know what like, you gotta, gotta make sure you straight and, and get that locked down before uh, before that happens. So it's great uh, to have you back. Great to have you back, man. man so uh, it's be been, back, man. Been, uh, been a minute since we had you on here. So I'm glad that you were able to, you know what I'm saying? We get the team, the original, the originals back together yeah. doing yeah, the no daggone doubt. thing. So of course, no doubt, man. we rock this out. You know what I'm saying? We got to start it out. You know, uh, we begin. Of course, as always, uh, my favorite and yours, drink of the day. Uh, right now, I'm keeping it very simple. I just got apple crown with a little uh, little coke on it. You know, what I'm saying? okay, I'm just doing it. You know, what I'm saying I like a little apple in my coke or a little, yeah, a little <laughs> dab of coke in my uh, in my little dab crown. apple crown. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm just doing it simple like that today. What you uh, yeah. what you doing? You going healthy I'm, or you uh, or you living up to the living up to the the hype? Yeah. I'm 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 going healthy right now. I'm still drinking water, man. Gotcha. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So, you know, only because you know I'm trying to get I'm trying to get like you, trying to get oh, back right. Oh, you know oh. what I'm saying? Take my water intake. You know, trying to get my water to intake. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got back. you. I'm I'm back in the gym now. You know, gotta uh, hydrate to, the muscles. Exactly. Trying to you know what I'm saying? Trying to make sure this this diabetical stuff don't you know so come back and bite me. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hey. So, just so you, I don't know if you're seeing, but we do got a guest today. So okay. Let you, um, yeah, we got. He, he in the lobby look like, you know. All right, all but, right. Um, well, I'll, go and, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, add, him, add him to the stream. So uh, right now for this episode here, episode 11, we got a guest. Uh, uh, Huey Rajin was a, my man to be able to uh, bring him in. Um, he's a pastor. He's a singer uh, as well as uh, a dean education world. Um, yes. that he's been doing. Uh, so we have our guest that'll be coming in here shortly. Claxton Middleton uh, is his yeah. name, and he'll be coming in to join us uh, as our guest today. We're going to try to learn about another professional 
doing big things this time I'm gonna yeah. be in the education or just uh, i'm gonna be in the spiritual um and it's real got i i, I got a little little voice on them little tenderness little you know yeah. what i mean going out there yeah a little <laughs> little vinegrass little loofah you know what i mean so uh so it's not, always nothing wrong with that having some having some star power you know what yeah, i'm saying star go. power yeah. voices out here you know okay. uh, uh doing a thing so uh you know uh want to make sure that we introduce him right so uh right now we're gonna bring to the stage Clexton. Clexton. middle uh there you go there you go hey welcome <laughs> welcome well, sir well, welcome well. sir how you doing on, today on? all right how y'all doing man oh good man we're good man everything yeah. is good I'm, I'm running i'm sweating and whatnot look like um <laughs> Like I was running from the police, but that wasn't what I was doing. Oh, okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hold up. You got your pastor towel? You, yeah, well, yeah. Go. you know what I'm saying? Like, hold up. We got the Bible around here somewhere. Go ahead and turn to Corinthians. Yeah. Five and a, yeah, I got the, you know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying. Hey, man, it's, uh, it's great to meet you. Twister said, let's turn to the book of wish. No, oh, um, there we go. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Sister, Sister Jane choir. looking good today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> choir got to back me up with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say you're looking good today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, yeah, I just, I, I literally just like ran into the house, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a shop, I'm gonna shop my babies out before I do anything, man. Right. Um, I am before anything, man. I'm a father. Um, and my second born, man, just graduated from high school last week. And so he was having a, um, he was having a, congratulations. Evan okay, okay. Middleton, man, graduated magna cum laude, man, had there a 3.9999 something. Okay. Um, and uh, is a, uh, is a, uh, I, can, I never remember the name of this scholarship, the state of Florida, um, Bright Futures. He's a Bright okay. Futures scholar in the state of Florida. Um, so um, he graduated last week. And they had a, we had a had a, a dinner for him on this okay, evening. Okay. And so I just I literally I, I forgot about the time difference. So I literally like just ran in the house. Hey, okay, no, okay, no problem. Congratulations. Hey, y'all got, got something in common because both of y'all second born, second born graduating last week. That's all right. Yep, yep, okay, yep, okay. Yep. Well, congratulations to you too, then. Hey, you know, hey, you know, I, I did my job, man. I got did my job. So it's like, <laughs> hey. Yeah. He, he came out, he's alive, he educated, he graduated, yeah. and we about to yeah. move on to bigger and brighter things. So that's there all that's all we're supposed yeah. to do. You on know what I'm saying? Yeah. On to the next thing, you know. So it's, it's it's all good. So congratulations, you know what I'm saying? Never want to hold you from that. You know, that's yeah. hey, that's way more important than coming on a podcast just slightly, but it's yeah. way more <laughs> it's way more important. So I, I'm really glad yeah. uh that just that your uh your your uh your son is able to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Once yeah, again, man. black kids doing great things, going out there handling business. So that is fantastic. And uh, you know, we always support that. Always and he, and he graduated Kumo D. There you That's go. You know what I'm saying? Kumo D. Like, Kumo D. Add to the back, you know what I'm saying? Big yeah, old chain, yeah. got a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kumo D. Hey man, my all right. My boys do it really. Right. You know, I'm I, I'm I am uh, the father of three, man. My oldest, uh, he's they're, they're twenty months apart. Okay. Uh, they both they they both go to the University of West Florida, and if you are from this area, then you know that is that is no short 
small thing to say the University of West Florida is not an easy place to go. Um, they, they really challenge they really challenge the minds of, of their students. And so I'm really, really yeah. proud of my boys who that's concerned. And then they got a little brother that's 14. So um, L- Ellison is going to West Florida Technical High School of Advanced Technology. All of them extra names used to be. There you Better go. Known Woodham. Uh, uh, right yeah. Better AKA, <laughs> yeah, AKA Woodham. AKA Woodham. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but yeah, so my, my, I'm proud of my boys, man. My boys are doing big things. I can only take uh, credit for um, how we're going to say it really nicely in this podcast world, the um, the uh, ejaculation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said nicely? Oh, we know scientifically? All right, so for, yeah, all right. They have a great community, man, and I, I'm good. really proud of my boys, and, and they know their daddy's crazy, too. So. Say, you, joined, uh, you joined in the coitus? Right, sure exactly. the things you know what I'm saying? Like there you go. There you yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Gotta yeah. get it popping that way. So it's yeah. all good, man. Yeah. I, I we really appreciate you coming on here, man. And and once again, you know, for for the kids graduating, ready to yeah, get man. about this mug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I need rent money right now. I was start yeah. now. Exactly. No. Exactly. I got three more years. I got one more, he got to go. <laughs> one more, he got to go. And then, <laughs> Oh, we'll man, our, but go live our best life. You know there we go. There we Something. go. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on to the next thing. So now everybody can get the way in. Hopefully, my man Rajin didn't forget how we do it on here. Got to make sure that oh, yeah, no some news topics up in here. So yeah, uh, no we're going no on to the news of the week right now. So what you got for me, Rajin? I mean, you don't you you man, should have all type so, of news right now. Man, it's all kind of stuff going on, bro. Oh, so yeah. you know what I'm saying? I kind of want to address these mass shootings. You know, oh, that's shoot. the first thing, you know, and it's like, you know, first of the first mass shooting was considered a hate crime. And I, mm-hmm. like I said, I totally agree that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, unfortunately, the one that came behind that kind of overshadowed, you know, those 10 people. And then we had another one, you know, right after that. And I just kind of feel like, do y'all, do y'all think that, or do y'all realize that when COVID was hot and heavy, wasn't nobody out doing mass killing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so much, like before COVID, it was something we was worried about. Mm-hmm. And then two years of COVID, we didn't hear nothing about no mass shootings. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Why do y'all think now all of a sudden all these mass killers is coming out the house again? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Because people got to talk to each other. <laughs> I don't, I, like, I really, I really don't know, um, you know, because it's been a, it's been a varying, account of mass shootings. So you had a, you know, an 18 year old out there running up in the school, you know what I'm saying? And shooting up little kids. That's horrible. Then you had yeah. the racial joint that was out in Buffalo, right? When he went up into the grocery store and was just shooting black people. Uh, you know, you got, I think in Philadelphia and Tennessee, there was like 30 people wounded and a few people killed Oh, like yeah. this weekend. So, and I don't know what the, you know, the varying situation, the variable in those situations were, but it just seems to be people got outside, man. They got outside and it was summertime and people was having fun and somebody wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they was just like, man, like- I'm mad. And they just yeah. decided they was going to shoot up people. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you this. 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step on you, man. I'm. I'm, I'm no, gonna no, you, say. You good? You good? You, you, you yes, man. Go ahead. The 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 craziness about you know your mass shootings. Yes, of course. The, the, there is that element of everybody was inside for two years, year and a half, two years, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's getting outside now, but when you bottle up, when you bottle up evil, when you bottle up wicked. When you bottle up hatred, when you bottle up all kinds of everything that we want to rename it, we want to rename it these days. And I'm not going to say I'm saying we just as a general populace and because I don't share this sentiment. They want to title it something. Oh, it's mental illness. OK, indeed, it has an element of mental illness involved in it. However. And I'm going to my preacher here on this one. Uh, when you release perversion wow. into the land, when you release perversion into the land and, and, and you can't bottle it up because it's going to be in this land until this world ends. Right. It's mm -hmm. on me. It's on you. It's on every single one of us to train up our children in the way they should go. Number one, and make sure that we're we're we are. They know the kind of craziness that's going on. Make sure that we are vigilant where it comes to where they're going and what they're doing. Make sure that even when we're stuck inside and we bottle all of this good stuff up, see at my mom and dad's house, it wasn't, there was no such thing as a locked door. They were coming mm -hmm. through it. If they had to throw you through it at, at that particular yeah, spot. Yeah. Right? And exactly. so the yeah. fact of knowing, the fact of knowing where and what, what what's going on with their child what you are doing, what you're involved with, who you're involved with, and the fact that there are other responsibilities as adults, citizens, mm -hmm. workers, none of that was an overshadowing thing over being a parent. That's 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 one one big thing. Mm -hmm. Number two is I have a I have a program called Preserve for Purpose. It's a ministry that was given to me, something that I tried to put in some different churches and things for years. And God told me, showed me one day, he was like, I didn't ask you to give it to somebody else. It's something for you to do. Mm -hmm. And I said that that wholeness, wholeness comes in four dimensions. And it's actually a book that'll be coming out pretty soon, as a matter of fact, something that I worked on and waited and waited and worked on. And then my boy putting his book out kind of made me step on the gas. But mm -hmm. I uh, get it. <laughs> but but uh, um, it's, it's wholeness in four dimensions. And the right. first dimension, the, it, it's just the four Ps, right? The first dimension, and I call it making pies, is mm -hmm. physical, which is my body requires work. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I have got to be reasonably healthy enough to be able to get up and get around and move. I've got to have this inside time as well as that outside time. I can't let my muscles atrophy. I got to eat right um, so that my blood sugar doesn't do this or do that. I got to mm -hmm. do all kinds of things. I got to make sure that I take care of myself. Right. And that's physical. Intellectual is the second piece of that pie. I've got mm -hmm. to be alerted and educated. Alerted to what's actually going on around me and educated as to how to deal with what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. And educated has two that has two legs to it, really. Educated means it takes just as much street smart as it does the book smart. It takes just True. as much, you know, being aware of what's going on in your, your house. <laughs> Your street, your neighborhood, your city, your county, your state, your country, and then your world. You have to you have to actually spread that out. Mm -hmm. And so goes another affiliation that I have. We've got to section off our days 
in, in, in time frames. And it says eight hours for this, eight hours for that, eight hours for that, eight hours for work, eight hours for rest and relaxation, and eight hours for drawing your designers on the trussle board for the next day. So I got to make sure that I'm a well-rounded individual. But that's the, that's, the, that's the third one, intellectual. Then emotional says this. This is where we have a big problem as men. Emotional says, I can heal what I feel. I can heal okay. what I feel. Mm -hmm. But the big problem we have is, what's the definition of what I actually feel? Did I really hit that dude? Did I, did I really hit that dude in his job because he stepped on my Jordan? Or mm -hmm. was it that I was never able to get a pair of J's and my mom worked hard for these and I don't want to go home and, and, and you know, spit on all the hard work that she did? Or was it that I saw somebody jump on somebody that's near and dear to me or I ran up on this dead body because I came from a, a particular place? See, I can hear what I feel, but I got to understand what I feel first. So mm -hmm. I have to ask yeah. seven questions. And those seven yeah. questions is one word. Why? Well, I'm angry. Mm. Well, why are you angry? Because he stepped on your shoes. Well, why are you angry? Because he stepped on your shoes. Because those are my shoes. It's not that deep. Why? is It's deeper than that. Why are you angry because he stepped on your shoes? If I ask why seven times, first thing you're going to get is annoyed that I keep asking you why. But the second thing that I'm going to get is the deeper meaning as to why you're really upset. Right. You're not asking mm -hmm. those questions, brother. Those questions are not being asked. So I can't heal something mm -hmm. that yeah. I'm fixing something that it looks like, or I'm fixing the outline. You are, we've all heard the say, hey man, we've all heard the saying, we've all said it at some given point. Hey, today is not the day, bro. And this whooping that you're gonna get is not even yours. It's the one that somebody three weeks ago should have got for you. The yeah. truth is mm -hmm. French bus pipe. And that last yeah. two. That last two pounds per square inch busts something, but it's but it reveals something that's going on down deeper. So mm -hmm. that being inside and that bottling it up, there was no release. We had to isolate. We were stuck and relegated to communicating like we're communicating right now, where it's actually yeah. fun for us now because we got that element that I can go outside and I can right. mingle with the people. It actually feels good to see my brother who is seven and a half hours away from me to know that, hey, I don't have to take that seven and a half hour trip if I can't make it, but to know mm -hmm. that I can and still be able to commune with my brothers over, over this medium, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. th the difference is the isolation and the restriction versus it being an extra mechanism or an extra method to be able to do it. So the problem is not just that we were inside all of this time. The problem is that we are not getting down to the deeper portions of it. And so, you know, we want to, and that's when I say we, I look at members of House, Senate, Congress who all want to relegate it to one particular thing. Oh, it's mental health problems. All right, I'll take that. But but I'm not so dumb. I'm an educated enough man to understand that when you say mental health issues, everything is a mental health issue because in making pies, the, the, I'm going to give you the last one first and I'm going to tell you exactly why I say that. Mm -hmm. I said the emotion on the last one is spiritual. And the spiritual is I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me because I'm a Christian man. Right. But whatever you mm -hmm. consider spiritual for you. All right. Now, I'm, you ask me about God my way. I'm going to tell you exactly what the deal is. and I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. I know people believe different ways, but I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you what it is and what it is. You get what I'm saying? Right. But if I take all of that as a man, as a man, we have to make pies about on an average of about six million times a day. 
because of mm. every interaction, I've got to make these pies. And the thing about making pies is the pies have an ingredient, have these ingredients. And if I sprinkle the right thing in, if I mix the right thing in, then at the end of that pie making, then I'm going to have to eat eat it because because every every action has an equal and an opposite reaction, right? Yep. Mm. So if I make the wrong decision or if I sprinkle the wrong thing in my pie, it's going to get cooked up and fed back to me. If I make the wrong decision, then I got to eat the, the the responsibilities yep. of me pulling out a gun and shooting 20 people. Or I got to mm. eat the responsibilities of you came for me, so I'm going to send for you. Or right. I can eat I can eat what it meant for me to be calm, cool, and collective, understand that I don't have to I don't have to play a part in your foolishness whatsoever and be the man that God made me to be, and then we can push off. We need to quit scratching the surface on what real responsibility is. It's not mm -hmm. one element. It's not just gun control. It's not just mental health. It's not just education. It's all of that, brother. It's every mm -hmm. bit of it. And you can't yeah. say that we don't have time to focus on this, that, and the other. I'll be doggone. We have nothing but time to focus on it. You know why? Because we're breathing and we have to. And if you, yeah. if you if you withdraw or take any one of those elements away, then you get somebody shooting up a school in Uvalde, Texas. Or you get somebody going to the top of a building in Las Vegas and shooting into a concert with a bunch of grown for or. You get some idiot on your block that's walking in the middle of the street looking for some confrontation. But you, if you take any element of that out, you have to make pies and everything that you do. Because if yep. you don't, then you're gonna you're gonna eat something that's really really bad. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> real that talk. Is, uh, that's a that's a good way to look at it. You know, um, it's uh, it, it's one of those situations where you know I I always. Look at you know to to continue on the, the mass shooting world um, on their on people's um, ways they want to fix the situation. Uh, you know you got Ohio that decided that they're going to do the old teachers um, are going to be allowed to carry weapons within the school and they have to have you know twenty four hours of training. You know, uh, um, do you look at, you know, because, of course, you you talked about the mental health side is is the argument that you have your your white right wing is talking about. You have the the, you know, let's confiscate all weapons is the left side talking about the thing. But in this particular situation, you're going like, OK, we're going to arm the teachers with training. And, you know, what do you think about that situation as of is it? It's not solved. I mean, for me, it doesn't solve anything. All you did was go, what could possibly, that's like possibly putting a weapon uh, amongst those that are, are less mature if something pops off. We saw many videos, and my son talked about, you know, he's he's got, they had IG pages of their particular high school and fights and things like that. So you can see all the videos of the fights that be happening in school and teachers coming in there and all that other stuff. And if you got, you know, hey, teachers, man, they be dealing with 40, 50 kids in the class. You don't know if one of them mugs is going to snap. You know, so yeah. it's like yeah. that type yeah. of situation, especially if you got, you know, I look at it where you may have, I would say most, well, there's a good amount of people that may not have this mental illness from birth. They gain these steps in mental illness because they go through things and it's like they get to that breaking point like as you talked about um you know the 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 pressure bus pipes and they get to that point but
they could also purchase all these weapons prior to them getting that point. They could just be a weapon enthusiast. They could just be a teacher that's having, you know, hey, man, I just started as a teacher. I want to make sure I'm protected. And they haven't gone through yeah. years and issues and a divorce or, you know, all those type of things that can build on that fight. And now you're going, hey, we're going to go ahead and throw the weapon in there. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, hopefully, they, you know, nothing tragic happens in that aspect. Like, so what do you think about, you know, uh, Ohio's uh, governor and the way that he's going about that right now? I, I'm going to be real with you. First of all, kids is bad as hell these days. Just going to put that out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kids is bad as hell. And these kids bad as hell. Mm -hmm. And just, just watching how a lot of these kids react to authority and teachers you know, you see the you see the fights on online. You see the these kids. I, I had a friend of mine that was a teacher, and I guarantee you, this lady told me on multiple occasions she had a concussion. I'm like, how you, how was your day? Oh, I got a concussion today because I I was I got caught in a fight. Thanks. You know, and you gotta understand. I I look at it like this, you know, and this is me speaking from my point of view. It's only so many times I'm gonna let your kid hit me. Before I punch his ass, I knock his ass out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's only so many times your kid can put their hands on me. You know what I'm saying? Or push me or pump me. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these teachers get pumped because they can't do nothing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, then you add, but then you get teachers' weapons. You know what I'm saying? And the weapons are put there because in case in case of a mass shooting, they can protect they can protect or whatever. But a lot of this, I think, I think a lot of that situation will bring an issue when it's not a mass shooting situation. Like a mm -hmm. lot of them teachers, imagine if a teacher get involved in a fight and get pushed on the ground or get punched or whatever, and they finally decide to lose it. Yeah. Then they then they pop the hole in your damn kid ass and your kid don't know how to act. Yeah. So and I, and I think it, like I said, it starts from people forget it starts from home. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, and I know a lot of these kids. You can tell you you can t talk to these kids today to their head turn blue, and you know. But at the same time, the difference between that is is that your kids knows the limit. You know what I'm saying? Even if your kid got a mouth on them and they go to school, they know damn well that when they get home, it's gonna be a problem. Some you would kids, hope. Yeah, yeah, you would hope because right. some kids don't have to work. Some kids don't have to worry about that. Some kids be like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I go home and she say something, I'm going to cuss her ass out too. You know, yep. and, but I think the biggest, I think a big problem we have right now and for everybody on this panel is a good thing, is that a lot of times there's not a male, a positive um, role model in the house and there's not a male authority. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is a lot of times these young men they start smelling themselves and they think they start trying their mama, you mm -hmm. know, because they might be bigger than their mama or they might think their mama solved, blah, blah, blah. And they start trying their mama, you know, and, it, and I mean, if they, get, if they got the right mama, it's a problem. It's not a problem. But, if, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, you get to a point where the mom gets tired. You know what I'm saying? Mothers get tired. They raise the kids and mm -hmm. they get tired. You know what I'm saying? So they're tired of telling you the same thing over and over again or, you know, it's hard for a woman, and, and, and I'm not saying this in any, any particular way because I don't want nobody to feel, feel some type of way about it, but it's hard 
for a woman to raise a man if she don't know how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? And a woman can raise a kid. Don't get me wrong. A woman can raise a young man to be a young adult. But it's hard to teach a man how to be a man if you're not a man. You know what I'm saying? That's like me trying to teach you how to be a heart surgeon if I'm a mechanic. You know what I'm saying? I can't teach you how to be a heart surgeon because I've never been a heart surgeon. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not saying that women don't, because women women do an outstanding job of raising kids. Don't get me wrong. You know, my, I guess my point is a lot of men are not stepping up and being the fathers they should be. And then, they, and then these kids, they run rampant. You know what I'm saying? So they go to school and, you know, the consequences are not as harsh in certain situations as they would be if, like, for instance, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all two, if your son came, if your son went to school and acted up, he got he to deal with one of y'all. You know what I'm saying? When he get home, he got to deal with dad, period. Mm-hmm. As soon as he get home, the, your wife, your wife is like, hey, handle that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because she know as a disciplinarian in the house, you need to handle that. Yeah. Because he know, she know that you ain't no joke and you ain't, as the man in the house, you're not going to let that, that, you're not going to, you're not going to let it slide. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, back to, back to the, to, to the main point. For me, you know, we have to teach our kids how to go, how to go somewhere and how to act. You know what I'm saying? Like, go, go to school and know how to act. You know, go to a job and know how to act. You know, I'm teaching my 15-year-old right now about how employment works. And if you don't do your job, if you don't do your job when you go to work, you're not going to get paid. You're going to lose your job. You're not going to keep a job, you right. know. But we have to instill that stuff in our young men as young adults. And even for the young women, had to teach our young women how to be young women in public, behind closed doors or whatever. You know, right. because we don't want teachers to shoot our kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens right now is, as soon as your kid gets shot by a teacher, all hell break loose. Now we got to march, and you know, say Al shot, they got to come. You know, it's all this different stuff because your your kid got shot by a teacher. You talking about fat Al Sharpton or skinny Al Sharpton? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look next. Hey, let me tell y'all. First of all, let me look next, Al Sharpton. <laughs> I don't know. Fat Al Sharpton used to get down. You know what I mean? Look, man. <laughs> First of all, let me, let me say this. Let me go ahead and put this out. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, first of all, and then and then proud to be. Shout out the Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, um, and specifically the Alpha Alpha Theta Sigma Chapter in Pensacola, Florida. I am the current president of the chapter. Don't be talking about no about to step on us? What? <laughs> what are we about to do? Hold up. Man. You got to get the wide angle. You about to do it up? Come on, baby. That's what it is. Because y'all get ready to talk. Man, man, you got a little neck. You can't get mad because you can't wear a tongue neck. You can't wear a tongue neck. I am not. He mad because I can't wear a turtleneck. That ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that shit be loose as hell. I think why your turtleneck. Hey, so first, 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 listen, let me tell y'all something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um, wow. Um, that's okay. I'll talk to you later about that. I don't know. <laughs> 
No. That nigga got a little, little turn naked a perm. Bitch, like, what's going on here? Like, nigga. <laughs> his turtleneck squeezed some curls in his head. Yeah. He's trying to buy a small a small neck and a long bottom. He like, I'm not yeah, like that. Yeah. You... <laughs> That's cold. A medium. Like, what the hell? Y'all leave y'all alone. Y'all leave yeah, y'all alone. That is not a tell. Um, yeah, but, but for real, man, um, you, said, you said something, Rajim, that's big about number one. Um, I, and, and really, shout out to all of the, the, the women who have to actually do it. And the raising uh, children, boys. That 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 become men. Uh, not that you can't raise them, but when I say this, I don't want any equivocation to be made or whatever way it's concerned. Yeah. <sighs> can't nobody raise a man like a man, okay? Um, and that is that is just the real deal of it. Uh, from the very simple high stand up and pee type situation, and. and 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 why kind of kind of all of that mm-hmm. is that that I've got to understand that if there's a possibility for me as a dad, as a member of the community, as a minister, as a former administrator in school, as a former chaplain in the prisons, I've seen this thing from several different levels. And that's the reason why it's so so near and dear to hear to me is because I've seen it on all levels. I've seen it from the birth of a baby to a person that is on his way to death row. A serial one of the one of the, I met one of the sweetest serial killers I ever met in my life in the state of Florida. And that's an oxymoron. A lot of people look at me crazy, but when you look at this man who is going down for killing 21 women and he's just as nice as he possibly could be, you wonder where the disconnect was. You wonder what actually happened. You wonder what 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 you know, hey man how is it that you are this individual and you got into that fit of rage that did that particular thing? Um, we, we again approach this whole thing on the wrong level. Now let me go back and answer the question that you said first when you, the thing that you sent uh, to Rajin first was about, you know, um, the, how you control the guns, this, that, and the other. First of all, my boy knows, Rajin, you know, I, I own guns. I carry guns, Right. That's just mm-hmm. that is just. I was raised in gun safety. We hunted when we were children. My dad um, was a gun owner from A to Z. Mm-hmm. So I learned to respect them, learn how to carry them, learn how to hold them, learn how to 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 put them down. Where not to where not to put them. When not to touch one. All of that good stuff. And I've also learned the responsibility of anytime that you make the decision to put. Um, however many pounds of pressure that you put on that trigger, what's coming out the other end is uh, detrimental to something or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to that kind of respect, as well as that kind of respect on several different levels, respect for the decision-making process, what it actually takes to make the decision that I'm going to either bear this rabbit or let it run, or to be in a situation, having been in a situation myself, where I had recently, recently, very recently, having been in a situation with myself where I had to make the decision as to whether I would pull it or leave it holstered. Mm-hmm. Um, ma'am tried to rob me at a gas station. 
had a machete in his hand or in his backpack and looked at me. It was my decision that I had to make split second. I had to make those pies again, right? That says whether or not I'm going to pull this thing and, and use it or whether I have other tools on board to make this situation come out differently. Right. Now, by and large, in this day and age, oh, he got a machete, I'm going to pull the chopper. That's what you're going to hear from the streets, right? Yeah, but it's a completely different thing when you're in that particular position and predicament. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when people say mental health, you have to be mentally stable enough to understand that there is a consequence. Stand your ground or not. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to, you're making a decision as to whether you're going to hurt or critically injure someone and whether it's even necessary mm -hmm. in that particular spot. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've got to, to, to actually take a look at it and say, when they say oh, this gun lobby and raising the, the, the age from 18 to 21, okay, I agree with that some, in some cases, but I'm also telling you that from a child, from the time that I could actually hold up a 410, my daddy had, I had a 410, you know, single shot 410 that we walked through the woods with. And right. when my brothers and them had a 12 gauge and they could shoot that, my dad would let me shoot that 410 until I got old enough mm. and strong enough to hold a 12 gauge. And then everybody right. stood back the first time I shot the 12 gauge to watch it knock me on my you know what. You get what I'm saying? Right. But then it knocking me on my you know what gave me the respect of actually holding it the way daddy said hold it. Aiming the way he said aim it. And to decide to shoot or to not to shoot or, or not to shoot based on that whooping that it gave me one time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, so we, we but what we don't have is the time for it to give per persons and people a whooping one time when they're actually aiming them at people the first time that they use them or see them. Right. So, yeah. so that the mental health aspect of it means that I've got to build the health mentally into right. the younger generation so that they could be considered mentally, mentally uh, healthy. Right. And then I'm going to tell yeah. you something is, just in case y'all didn't know, the mental health claim does not work for those who are as melanated as the three of us on this uh, on this particular podcast. So we got to understand, oh, yeah. you know, that that mental health thing is not retro for all. <coughs> OK, right. it is it is there and able to be used by people who decide to drop their son off in the middle of a situation with a, an assault rifle and walk down the street and let him go home. I, and y'all can think what y'all want to about me, but that's some garbage. Right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, you know, you talk about have being able to have, or you having your father, you know, pretty much having that influence as a weapon safety and all that stuff from the Gideon. Like in my situation, yeah. I didn't pick up a weapon and fire it until I joined the military. Right. Weapons wasn't in my house wasn't a thing that I did even at this point being in the army you know Rajin's probably shot tons of stuff I've been around tanks I've shot mortars I've shot 50 cows freaking grenade launchers like AT4s I'm like I've shot more stuff than probably most people that's like hey I'm going out and shooting you know deer yeah but it's not like you know and of course the safety piece and all the other good stuff all about that and everything like that but it's never been a thing that I enjoyed. It wasn't like a joy that I've had. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it was just 
never in that aspect. So, you know, you had a, you know, a special, you had a, a scenario that was very beneficial for you because it gave you that respect. It gave you that, that ideas and, and rules that had been in place by, you know, saying your parents on the way that you did those things. But I think a lot of the people that's out here doing these is very much like, I ain't touched these things. I've been fantasizing about. It. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a fantasy yeah. for a lot of these people. When it's like, oh, I'm fantasizing about this. I don't maybe don't have access, or the access I do have is not about going out and hunting and utilizing it the way that you know forefathers or those that you know what I'm saying want to go out and shoot some turkeys or whatever. They're not doing that. They're in their room fantasizing about. You know, mil, you know, uh, coming around corners. Video game, and, you know, and yeah, video, not necessarily video game, but they're just fantasizing about those type being a superhero, being that hero guy. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, oh, I'm mm. watching this movie, like that's dope. He looks cool, and I'm they feeling that they're feeling that vibe. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's not necessarily where they're going out and hey, man, I hunt with this, and I'm bringing home meals and. We cook and stuff. Yeah. And, like you're learning the other parts of not just the shot, but you're also learning, hey, I gotta clean this and I gotta so the right. all those things are a part of the whole process, which makes the shooting is very small. You know what I'm saying? The other parts are the longer part of shooting, you know, or or, or the hunt. You know what I mean? So standing there in the stand for a freaking eight hours, and then you shoot it, that takes about two seconds. And then you got to yeah. drag it and you got to dress it and all the other crap is like the rest of your day. So it's like the process of shooting is only minute. So the shooting or the firing of the weapon isn't the most important of that situation. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you got other people that are looking at the firing and the shooting is the most important of the situation. And they're fantasizing about that. You know, that could be be something that people are doing, you know. And, and even that aspect of, OK, like you said, this shooting is a very, very, very minute piece to that. What about that day that and and people really just don't a lot of folks that don't get this, that there are days that, that you go out and you sit in that stand or you trek through these woods all day long, six, seven hours and you come across nothing. The yeah. day that you, the day that you never do fire around at all. Right. And and like so that so you know kind of to, to to get to my point with that it's just like you know it's not the responsibility the planning beforehand mm -hmm. the responsibility the decision to make uh, as to whether or not to fire in whatever particular situation and then what comes after that the the carry home the cleanup mm -hmm. before we can ever get to to sitting down at the table and doing anything right you said something you said something else earlier that that kind of on a a, a different little um, tilt there is you said about so a lot of the ways that for instance Ohio and other places are, are, are combating this is they're saying hey let's throw a hand let's throw a, a weapon in the hand of a teacher here's the danger here's, here's what's dangerous to that going back to hold that, that moment about you making the decision as to whether you're going to shoot or not you're going to give a teacher the responsibility to be the ultimate protector over 25, 30, 35 children in a classroom. And you have no idea about the background of the teacher and you're saying you're giving them a 24 hour course. Time and time again, there are a lot of people who come off the battlefield, PTSD themselves, 
situations where they actually got, got stuff going on. They got to deal with your hard-headed behind children all day, every day in class. And now I got a nine millimeter on my side. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of PTSD, not even military. Come yeah, on, man. They've gone through all types of trauma. All kinds you know, of could have been abused and everything else. And you don't know when that could get going. You Absolutely. have no idea. You know? so, 20, so 24 hours of training, you're going to put a nine millimeter on the side and you're expecting him to be um, the savior of the classroom. You know, where's my super suit? What in the world are you doing? <laughs> like, what, yep. what, what, what exactly are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Frozone, baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what exactly, what exactly yeah. do you think that this is actually going to do? Instead of, yeah. in fact, Let's 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 actually look at the whole of this. So there should be some sort of clamping down on every level. Right. I, this is why I absolutely cannot stand you like career politicians because they want to take one cutout mm-hmm. and say that that is the problem and nothing else. Yeah, I mean I think that's very much uh they it's it's and and this is probably one of the biggest reasons why you know I I stay in that independent lane. Due to the fact that the the compromising that is supposed to be taking place, because it shouldn't be we're doing it this way or this way or no way. It should be both sides should be going, okay, let's come up with the 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 best possible solution that would be some type of regulation and supporting mental health. And let's put those together. And let's make a bill that kind of combats both of those situations on an even keel on a compromise. Like that just that seems as if that yeah. would be the thing to do. But you're like, hold up, no, we can't do any any of this, and we can't do any of that. So them as politicians are not doing a job because their job is to compromise for the best solution of the people that are voting for them. And that's exactly that's what that's what you're supposed to do. It's not it, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. So, like, brothers, are we all, first of all, are we all in Florida? Are we, we, we're in different places. Is everybody in Florida in here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in Florida, yeah. So, we, so, we all uh, live in a state of confusion. Then. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just moved here about a year and a half ago. It's, yeah, I'm confused now. It's crazy. We live in a state of confusion. That's, that's what this, yeah. I'm, this is the state of confusion. So, when we look at, we look at Florida, where, where it's concerned, we, there's a little bit of anything that is, that is everything that is available to anybody, dependent on how deep your pockets are. And I guess this, I, I'm sure that this is everywhere. How deep your pockets are and who it is that you can get to stand in your corner versus what really is the truth. Right. And so you can't stand here and tell me, like you said, that the, the, the fight has become so big about, well, left, right, center, man, get out of my face with all of that because the, the, um, the spot where we stand has everything to do with our own personal circumstances. And there is no one situation that exists on one point of this gradient. You know, right. it can all be, I, I am conservative about some things and I'm very liberal about others, yep. you know, I, and, and at some point I can go one way or the other on some of the stuff. So mm-hmm. to have people to talk about where the Democrats and the Republicans, I'm always like, miss me with their foolishness. Look at what's real. Look yeah. at what's real and what's going on. The problems that we are having in this state, for instance, I, I can't believe that you would sit here and say, well, I want to make sure that it is illegal for you to 
keep people from protesting, or I want you to keep people from protesting if they, or keep people from disagreeing with something that's actually wrong. And I can put you in jail for that now. If you, if you're yeah. gonna have a peaceful protest, mm-hmm. then I can, I, I can even create my own police force that says police this area, and if this person is protesting against me, you lock them up. How dumb is that? Yeah. But yeah, look at yeah, you gotta look at this. Yeah, you gotta look at where that's coming from too. Yeah, Ron yeah. face. I mean, uh, yeah. Ron DeS- what's his name? Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. my man, my oh, man off the chain, boy. Uh, but, yeah. but but I mean, anything that he wants to go can go. But look at it. Yeah. But look at the look at the example that he had and the things that were allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. It has the the racist and the supreme, the supreme or extremist in whatever. Whatever field or area that you want to, to, to bring them from have been emboldened by the rampant foolishness of the four presidential years prior to these last one and a half. Now I ain't saying Joe don't have anything hey. to do. I'm simply saying that ignorance is now popular. What? Right. Hey, so I'm gonna go hey. back up real quick because I need to get my dictionary. Uh, <laughs> Hey man, you better pull up that uh that word document and get some get some definition. You know what I'm saying? Type that joint in. I'm like, damn. I know you. I know you. I know you're a dean and everything, but I'm a writer. I'm like, nigga, did this nigga say bold? Hey, that dude that used to draw that bug. I'm just saying, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm like, pause. I'm like, I'm questioning. Like, I'm, I'm sitting in my office right now, looking at all my, looking at all my college degrees. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Let me learn that. And then, hey, <laughs> I, I, I owe all these damn student loans. I, I got a hundred thousand dollars student loans. And, and nobody told work. me what involved in me. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's some bullshit. <laughs> I feel the pride right now. I'm like, shit. I'm gonna call my damn counselor. Hey, I didn't talk right. to you. Didn't know the yeah. fucking bowling me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, that is uh, I think that's gonna be a topic for forever. Uh, you know, it just yeah, seems like something that people don't want to. They don't want to really fix due to the fact that, like we said, they're not the the politicians, the ones that can make those moves, aren't coming together to actually make a law or a bill that covers both sides. They're only covering one side or the other because they don't want to seem as if they're being weak. But if say if that same dude in Ohio was like, hey, you know what we want to do? We want to, you know, uh, add a few days to being able to get a weapon as well as uh, institute in, um, you know, Ohio schools, a mental health pr- uh, practitioner that'll be in there. And you'd be like, wow, look, you kind of hitting both sides. So somebody can kind of like be around to understand and blah, blah, blah. And then also we, we give an extra day just to make sure or and, or you could also do it because I, I have a guy that works in the police department down here in Florida and he talked about, hey, well, you know, yeah, you want to have people have a little more time and he doesn't mind, but he's like, well, what about that situation if you have a woman that's in an abusive relationship, <clears throat> calls police, person goes to jail, police are like, yo, this dude is really violent, but there's only so much we can do based on what we arrested the guy on and he's going to be loose again. The best way to be able to protect yourself is to go get a weapon. And you're like, well, if I got to wait a couple of days, he's going to be out in 24 hours. 
how are you gonna protect yourself? I'll be like, guess what? If the police can write you a daggone note signed off, boom, you can get your weapon quicker due to the fact that the police are giving you. Like, there's fixes for these things yeah. that could be those ones and twos yeah. that you could actually have those things done. But people don't want to sit down, think it out, and actually make the situation better. It's if all I about, at- hey, I just want to have people, you know, rally behind me, you know? If I look at laws... And make laws actually work together, just like you were saying. If if the, if you've got someone who is uh, massively abusive to a spouse or a girlfriend or whatever, and we had a situation, unfortunately, kind of like this in Pensacola recently, that touches pretty much everybody that that I know. Pensacola is a small place, and we all knew these people. But the mm-hmm. point is this: if I can number one, if my law is made such that. My hold time when you go to jail for domestic violence that you cannot bond out within the next two hours, which will give this person, which will give the person that you've abused the the time to make some proper arrangements. Mm -hmm. If I know that that time frame is 72 hours and it takes just 72 hours for me to, to, to actually get um, a background check done for me to actually be able to purchase a weapon. I can I can change a law a little bit that mm-hmm. I can add a day to that, or I can make that there be a special circumstance in some way in, in some ways for this person to be able to get some way and somewhere to protect themselves. Right. So that yeah. means I need to add I, I need to add another day to you actually being in jail for this lady. <laughs> then that's fine with me. Right. That's fine with me. And that seems like a simple. Yeah, but you know what? Because you're a Democrat, I'm a Republican, then we refuse to actually sit down and have that conversation. But in actuality, see, the four of us, the three of us can sit down and have this conversation makes plenty of sense, right? Yeah. Because we don't have a political or monetary dog in this hunt. And that's really the whole mm-hmm. deal. The only thing that people, the quote-unquote powers that be want, they want to put a Band-Aid on the left side of it to the point to where they can kick the can down the road, as they say politically, or pass the buck to the next person that actually has to deal with it. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. can get through my next election, then I can I can let this next committee start it over. And that's the problem is that we have to start these arguments over and yeah. over and over again. So then we have to start this morning over and over and over again. I mean, how many times do you have to sit down and you go Columbine, Virginia Tech, Sandy Hook, uh, high yeah. school down there, um, and then Uvalde, and then all these other places in the Oklahoma City and Atlanta, uh, Oklahoma. Excuse me, a couple of days ago, New York, and mm-hmm. why do we have to continue to start the mourning process? And then this same conversation is, hey, let's do something over and over and over again. Well, the reason is because somebody wants the doggone soundbite and the screenshot in order to talk about it, and we'll just kick it down the road again. We got to yep. cut that. So out. we are, we are the. Like you said, kick. We are the like brush under the rug country of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, for example, we were, and and it goes as our. And I know people get mad, say what you want to say, but even as a culture, so we were we were marching, we were rah rah, George Floyd, paint the bridge, do this, blah blah blah. Everybody wanna raise up. You know what I'm saying? Trayvon Martin got killed. Everybody want to march. Blah, blah, blah. We're doing this. You know, um, 
What's his name? Amon Arbery. All these people get killed, but guess what? As soon as the raw raw die down, it's no longer everybody forget. Back you to the same saying? foolishness. We back to the same foolishness. It's like like it's gonna take somebody else getting killed. It'll take you know one of our other sons to get killed, one of our other daughters to get killed for everybody to get raw raw again. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We got like for example the black the, the lady that started Black Lives Matter. You know she was in the news because she took Black Lives Life Matter money and bought a million dollar home. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like where are we? When do we, when does this become a lifestyle and not a chapter? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like we all are we gonna we gonna buy our own cities and we gonna buy our own banks and we only gonna buy black. We bought black for one month. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's like we stop doing all this stuff when the raw raw down die down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we don't continue to because the movement only moves so far. Or when yeah, the anniversary yeah. when the anniversary comes back, then you want to remember this, that, and the other. So much so exactly. that, that I, I mean, a lot of people are angry about this. I, I don't like it either. For instance, Walmart put out a Juneteenth ice cream. Come on, dog. But yeah, but, I'd have got it if it was good. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it good though? Now, now, no, no, no. Now, if they would have put out the Juneteenth and it was trash, then I'm mad. But if you put out the Juneteenth and that mug is bomb, let's go. Like, yeah, if you, you know would have put saying? out Sherbet. Sure, <laughs> hey, if it's better than July 4th ice cream, <laughs> then, you know, we up in here, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but the, the point, wow. But the point being this. It gets to the point to where I can't handle your dog. <laughs> Boy, you just... If you gonna do it, do it right. That's all I'm you saying. Know what I'm saying? Like, does it got nothing? Right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We better than Santa Claus out here. We better than the better than butter pecan. We are in that place. Yeah, you know. What I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The point is, though, that we get to that spot because uh, people get to commercialize things that really are, are supposed to be points of remembrance and points of actually, hey, let me take take me back to this particular spot so that I can remember what actually happened. And that way we can move forward from it. But it gets to be so commercial that people put out ice cream for it. I mean, think about it. Yeah. If, if you had if you had regime, we started you know, uh, Picard way with Picard way back in the day dealing with Kwanzaa. See, Kwanzaa celebration, you don't get all of that behind uh, uh, surrounding Kwanzaa because it's not allowed to be a commercialized experience where that's concerned. And these people that we're talking about, we're talking about the principles, what they mean, how to live them out, and how to make things better. It doesn't get to be that way. It's not one of these massively wild things, even amongst us. Because it's not a party every day surrounding Kwanzaa. You get what I'm saying? Hey, man, you going to Kwanzaa celebration down at the? Uh, no, we, that's that's not yeah. how it is. Yeah. We're actually actually going through Kwanzaa, the. It, it, it actually, <laughs> hey, man, we going to the Kwanzaa jam? No, nah, that's not what we're doing. We got to turn up. You're like, yo, <laughs> DJ Khaled at the Kwanzaa <laughs> joint. You know what I'm saying? Turn up. <laughs> But anyway, but <laughs> like the candles, baby. Let's turn up. But, but the point we, is, we, we lit. Right, it's the point. Yeah, we we lit. Uh, but the but the point is that you have to actually think when yeah. you're going to lighten these candles and speaking about uh, uh the the aspects and the principles and whatnot. And so when it comes to thinking, see, thinking is not as much fun. 
and throwing one back and taking a couple of shots and jamming a little bit. Because when yeah. you don't have to think, then you walk outside the club and somebody stepped on your shoes and talked about your mama, you pull your pistol on them. And then we yeah, back in this exactly. conversation again. He was like, you yeah. ain't see what the old bitch is in there? You so know, that, he was that, lighting that, the first candle. I'm like, what's up, man? Why right. Stepping on my J's. Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, candle, candle one ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Spare you, Dima. Spare you, you day, day one lighting ass. <laughs> hey, but you know, but that's the thing. We have to address, like, the elephant in the room as black people. Like, we don't address the elephant in the room. Is it like, elephant we can't get, Yeah, it's the elephant in the room. So we can't. <laughs> listen, look, I'm going to be real with you. I know people get mad. Say what you want to say if you're watching this, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Kill yourself. I'm, what I'm saying to you is, like, right. you can't say. Subscribe first, though. You know what I'm saying? You can't get mad. <laughs> you can't get mad because George Floyd got killed. You know what I'm saying? I'm mad. I'm mad because I'm a father, right? But then, like, for example, and Clexon, you can tell me this, attest me this, like, the bridge, the graffiti bridge in Pensacola was painted for Man, George Floyd, right? Yep. Right? So right. It, was painted, it was painted for George Floyd. Two days later, this other kid killed his other kid over nothing. A black rapper in Pensacola killed another black rapper for nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's hypocrite to that's hypocrite to to the you know what I'm saying the highest degree. You can't be you can't get mad because a white a white man or a police officer kill your son if you don't get mad if a black kid killed your son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have to be like if somebody killed my son, no matter what, I don't care if it was Suzanne Summers or Cat Williams. I'm pissed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm hurt. Why you, why you had to... Never mind. Go ahead. Suzanne's company was up in there. Took him out. I was thinking the white person. That's the whitest person I can think of. Why you messing with Chrissy, man? From That is the whitest person I can think of. Look, I can tell you right now. I never in the history of this podcast thought Suzanne Summer's name would show up. You hey, look, you did it, baby. You did it. Hey, she's she's the whitest person I can think of at the time. You the grand champion. You on your way. Suzanne Summers, dog. Woo. You know what I'm saying? I think the black the whitest person and the blackest person I think. Cat Williams. You know what I'm saying? Cat Williams not the blackest. That was all. Not not camera-wise. Michael no, did you Blackson say would be the black? Am I the whitest? If you had said the whitest and the crackest, then you could have said Cat Williams. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. You ain't getting no tickets. You ain't getting yeah. no tickets when you name it. Cat, I was joking. Listen, don't don't get on stage. <laughs> He said that one dude you had a show. He ain't got no tickets. He ain't got no tickets. That's a matter. I love you. I love Cat Williams. Hey, although his last stand up, you know, he kind of fell out. I saw, I saw uh, before that concert, the World War Three. I saw that here in in Tampa. Yeah, and it wasn't the same yeah. joke. So it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was oh. kind of a new show when I got to see it. So the joke. Okay, different. okay, yeah. Yeah, the joke was when I saw it. The Netflix version kind of, I was disappointed a little bit. I'm like, okay. Yeah, He's still, he still funny. He's still funny. You know what I'm saying? I still love Cat Wee. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, I need you to come with. 
Eric, Eric, I mean, I love Cat. I love, I love Cat, but uh, but uh, but yeah, the, 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 what I've seen, I like, hey. <laughs> hey. I mean, Cat, Cat, Cat got his own uh, perspective on a lot of things. You know, I mean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you know, you kind of gotta just go in there and say, all right, well, you you talking what you talk. Let's see, you right, know, yeah. saying he doing his thing. You know, I, I mean, I've been to, I went to a, me and my wife went to a Godspeed show. You know, when I was like, all right, that's different. You know, I was like, okay, all right. Well, you doing? I can't. I ain't gonna. You ain't getting no standing obey from me or nothing. But I mean, okay, you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? I can't see that being funny. Yeah, yeah. It had interesting uh tones on there. Actually, the dude before him was had me checking. No. We done went over an hour on news of the week. I know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, we. that's all we got is that one news cast. Because I'm like, we got to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, we was getting too deep. You know what I'm My saying? Bad. In situation. No, it's all good. It's all, hey, if we could talk about a subject for that long period of time, it was a good thing. You know, hopefully yeah. we was able to uh, give some people some information, different ways to think about things, different perspectives. So yeah. uh, I yeah. just want to, uh, I, I got to do my little tidbit, do a little time. You know what I'm saying? I had to make a little, uh, all, all the the little um you know po- uh freaking PowerPoint slide and all that other stuff I did so I'm about to go over here and throw this thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying I done did some things we got the music the day gone week that's popping off right go. now Let's so uh there was there was some good music that uh that came out uh over the week um it, they was doing well so this was for the June third time frame of course since we was out of the loop a little bit. You know what I'm saying? There's some music that passes by a little bit. Um, so we aren't able to talk about those. But right here, we got some different uh, different types of music out here. Uh, like I said, we got uh, Lost Souls album. We got uh, Metropolitan. We got uh, You Can't Kill Me, Saturn Child, Haiti Baby, the story of E Got, 12 Carat, Toothache. Get used to it. I know, right? Good times. All those albums came out right now. Post Malone, out of all those, was really the one that I seen that was doing pretty decent. Uh, as I listened to, you got uh, one right now, and Cooped Up was kind of the ones that was doing it. I don't know. This week, there wasn't a there wasn't a big a big big roll of uh, songs and and albums that really uh, gripped my soul. Other than those that were, uh, you know, got the good, the good production, like Post Malone with the big money and whatnot. So, um, you know, there wasn't a ton that I could go with on those. But in the previous weeks, you know, what I'm saying like uh, you, you wasn't here for it. But, you know, that that, that push of T and that day on Kendrick, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that we, Kendrick was dead oh, on doing the business. So, you know, what I mean, so uh, we those were uh, those were things that uh, that really pushed up. But everybody, you know. Mint ketchup selections. Check out that post Malone. There's also, you know, go back in the video and check it out with all the other uh acts that were going on right there. And um, you know, see if there's something in there that you like. Let us know in the comments um if there's something that we should really touch on and try to do a little bit more with. All right, gentlemen. Good. We are good. back in the business. So, you know, we do a little interview portion. I mean, you kind of displayed in an introduction. A little bit about you know what I'm saying what you do and and what you're into you know what I'm saying but uh we want to dive a little bit deeper not too long like I said we already hour in this but you know got busy but uh I wanted to hey. see like you know what um you know what what got you 
what was a turning point or was it something that came from uh when you were young that got you into the ministry well um to be honest with you it was something from when i was young um my my, it wasn't really to be honest with you was not really something that i desired to do i um am might as well call me a preacher's kid my grandfather from who i'm named after um man respect and i miss my granddaddy reverend hugo clexton middleton i was named after him my name is clexton j clexton jerome middleton um Founded the church, Free Will Primitive Baptist Church here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, so he's a Primitive Baptist uh, elder. And um, just I loved church when I was a child, man. It was I was I was the one that got ready and was ready to go. Uh, and mm. my parents had to get ready to, and get ready to go. And it was just you people. You was the only kid doing that. No, yeah. I, I, man, listen. As we were raised, <laughs> they was like, something wrong with this kid. He up here. <laughs> Yeah, we're suit and tie, like, let's go. You're like, listen, and for real, I like to dress up. I mean, like this right here, the way I'm looking right now, is like extremely dressed down. You don't see me pulling my shirt, like, wait a minute, I need to tie that But yeah. man, so I was, I was always ready to go. And and, and the, the group that I grew up with, man, we we had our most of our fun. We went to church on Sundays, then we went to the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, that's what it was, man. And people from around me when I was a kid, it was like, hey, man, this guy's got something for you. And I was like, man, I hope he give it to me soon because the brother need a couple of dollars. But that wasn't what they were talking about. Right. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> can, can he ship it to me immediately or can yeah. I get it to deposit? But, Is it going uh, in the account, please? Yeah. 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 But uh, as I grew older, man, and I'm going to tell you, when I, when I accepted my calling, um, it, it, I literally felt one day I was driving on my way to my dad's house, man. I was driving, had some heavy stuff on me, man. And after I got, uh, to a certain um, place in my ride and I was praying, I was like, Lord, you know, I just need you to lift this from me. And it felt like he lifted the whole car off of me, man. It just, it, mm-hmm. I literally felt lighter mm-hmm. and I've been running like that ever since. And then the thing that actually, the thing that actually went on into it deeper, man, was there's a couple of occasions on this short 48 years of mine that I should have been dead, man. And I mean, mm-hmm. gone dead. And um, I've seen some things that only miracles actually do. And so I've been from that point, that's why my ministry is called Preserve for Purpose. I'm gonna put up, you, uh, send you a picture of my logo in a little while, Preserve, cause I've been preserved for a purpose. And that's the whole thing is finding what you were made for and then living in that. And yeah. when you live in that thing, then then you have a, a, a much more rewarding life. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's where it came from. Hey, that's good stuff right there. That's good stuff. Um, I know, uh, you know, Huey had let me know. Sorry to ask, ask back-to-back questions, but uh, you had let me know that, you know, you being in an educational field as well, like, um, you know, uh, how how... How important is that education piece? I mean, you talked about your son, you know, saying graduation and, and you know, being uh, what do you say, Kumo D? You know what I'm saying? The whole situation, you know what I mean? So he represented Kumo D, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No Kangos, because they beefing with LL, you know what I mean? You know, he's doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Wild, wild, wild West. West. Yeah, you know what it is. So, uh, but you know, like, like how, how did you really get into that aspect of, uh, of your career? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the son of a dad who was a very intelligent individual. Man, my dad 
remembered numbers and all this kind of stuff. And he actually challenged you to think and everything that, that he said. And I learned um, my dad was a retired drill instructor, army drill instructor. So he had that mentality as well as a thinker. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was like that. And so um, he questioned everything. And it was just a, a love of knowledge that I have. And I, I, as I grew up and went through all of that good stuff, I'm just, you put yourself in a, a position, a different position by knowing what's going on around you. And that's kind of where Alerted and Educated comes from and Preserve for Purpose, too. Mm -hmm. It's just it's this thing about, you know, just having the knowledge and knowing what to do with it. Right. And so um, I wasn't really, I wasn't really one in my younger days that had to do a bunch of studying because I could get it and keep pushing. Gotcha. But uh, I learned to love education because education is actually empowering. Mm -hmm. Teaching a child how to read and Freedom School, I was an executive director for Freedom School, uh, Children's Defense Fund Freedom Schools here in Pensacola, the inaugural one that first came back here to Pensacola and it's coming back. Right. Um, well, it's still here in another organization that doesn't quite look like us, but um, it's coming back mm -hmm. under somebody like us. And so um, understanding and teaching a person a sense of self, but also instilling in them a love for reading. If I can look here, I can see, you know, hey, it's not reading is not just this tedious thing that I need to do. But there is power trapped in the words that I actually intake. So as I ingest this stuff, as I dig deep into the fictional, the fictional tales in the mind of different people like an author, Rajim Huey, and look at how deep that book was, even though that's his first one. And it was I was like, man, that's that's deep. But you look at how you can paint a picture. Right. And to tell a story. And as you can tell, I'm a Baptist preacher, so I talk too freaking much. But I paint I paint a picture with everything that I say. And I tell my children all the time, listen, I don't say anything that doesn't mean anything. Everything that I say has some meaning in it. And so I've got mm -hmm. to know what the one plus ones are. And I also have to know how to put the words together such that when people think that, you know, you, you're going to test me on my C day, then I send you back to your thesaurus because I really know what you're talking right. about. You don't. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not about anybody else. It's about a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And so looking at it from going to after I almost died and went to work full time in the prisons and looked at these cats who are in these prisons that are super innovative and in the things that they know and learn and the fact that somebody can hold something in their hand and tell you exactly how much it weighs mm. to the ounce of the gram and be like, brother, you don't understand what you have inside of you. Check this out. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and teaching him how to reach out to his children and make a connection right. on the outside. And then when you go out and rejoin this world to understand that while you have a hard road to hoe, as they used to say up there in, in Alabama, while you have a hard road to hoe, you also have uh, an opportunity that not a lot of people got. You got an right. opportunity to actually get it, get it done and get it done over again. So, right, right. you know, to, to, to have that kind of knowledge and to grab a hold to it. So I came out of prisons and went and worked in um, boy in boys' bases with mm -hmm. programs. And I was right. like, yeah, this ain't it either. I've got to get them before they get to this spot. And so I went right. to a school, a private school, a K-8 private school where I became the dean and then I was acting vice principal and learned that it's not just them. It's what actually happened to the children before they got here. Right. The reason that he's sleepy is because he couldn't sleep last night because of that foolishness that went on at home. Right. Or the reason why he's crying and his, his stomach is really hurting, he really hadn't eaten in three days. So mm -hmm. I've got to feed him 
before right. I can feed him. You feel right. me? Yeah, like, I, I need him to go out and feed him, and that's what it is. And so the the best way to do that is to 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 hit him where you know the children spend more time with us in an educational system than they do with their parents in the, in the mm. run of the year. Yeah, you right. know, you know, we go on. They get limited visitation in summer times, and they think I should be glad when school get back in. Miss me with that foolishness. Right, you know, right. These teachers are doing an amazing job. The ones that are actually there and doing what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do, because they see we have a friend regime, and I have a friend that is a an amazing for twenty eight years. She has been nothing less than a mom to everybody that she right. that has come through her classrooms. Even the ones that didn't really want to be respectful to her by the end right. of that time was over. Ms. Terrell mm-hmm. had them, had them ready to go. Right, right. Yeah. At the end of the year. So mm-hmm. what I'm telling you is you got to feed a child before you can feed him. And when you start feeding him, then they start looking like you, as my daddy would say. But the way they start looking like you is they emulate the things that you do. Right. They actually they actually fix their focus and their mindset. And that quick to snap, it actually goes down and they show respect to you in a way that they don't show respect to a lot of people because they know that when you say, hey, sit down and be quiet. They know that you're being stern, but that stern is out of love. And that love is going to carry them from a a spot to another. And just that second that they were silent, they picked up on something that will that will resonate with them Mm -hmm. in in 15 or 20 years. So that when they have to make these pies in a particular spot and somebody's actually speaking to them on a job where they would have, as my grandmama would say, haul off and slap somebody. Right, right. They stepped Mm -hmm. it back and did what they were supposed to do and keep it going. So that's why education is most important. And when you stop learning, please start. Please know that you're dying. When you stop mm-hmm. learning, go ahead and lay down and put your hands over you. Let somebody yep. go ahead and pronounce you dead because it's over at that point. Mm-hmm. Yep. If learning is over, go to sleep and stay there. Yep. If yep. you ain't getting better, you're getting worse. How about that? That's all yeah, you is exactly. deteriorating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you just deteriorate. <laughs> yep. yep. Understandable. Understandable. Anything you got you? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so, you know, um, Clex and I have been friends for years, like since we were maybe 14, 13, 14 years old, yep. you know, and, you know, I know he, he's come a long way in his life and, you know, he's been through some obstacles or whatever, but like, so I guess my question for you is, you've mentored a lot of young men in your life, but as a boy dad, as a boy dad of three boys, what was the hardest, what is the hardest obstacles for you to get? Have you ever had an issue or had a problem getting through to them, your actual sons? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, and I ask you that because a lot of times it's easy to talk to, because kids are listening to out to mentors from outside. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to their own parents, their own dad, you know what I'm saying? It's, a lot of times you have have that have that obstacle to get over. So have you know, what was the, you know? Have you had issues? You know, like, I guess addressing your own. Kids? The the hardest thing that I've had to deal with as far as addressing my own kids is navigating divorce. When 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 my mo- when their mother and I uh, Freudian slip. Wow, called her my mother. I hope she ain't watching, but I'm gonna talk about you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you going down? The, the hard- <laughs> Sleeping on the couch? Well, I know. I know. Kate, you going down? I ain't talking about Miss Kate that time. I was talking about Christy that time. But anyway, um, so. Uh, <laughs> So, but, but the hardest, hardest thing to navigate um, through with my children was understanding divorce and understanding that, hey, son, we still a family. And they're like, huh? How we still a family when you're over there and this is over here? And you know what? Usually in divorce, what's the hardest thing for you, for me to, to, to actually tell anybody is 
in a divorce, parents are so stupid. And I'm talking about me and my ex-wife right now and everybody that's gotten divorced as far as that's concerned. We get so mm-hmm. stupid that we take our focus off the central focus, which is training up healthy, wealthy and wise children. And mm-hmm. so we get we the battle lines get drawn mm-hmm. and then people start. We let people get in our children's ears right. instead mm-hmm. of focusing them on moving forward and, and teaching them to understand that, hey, this is not the picture, my son, that I want for you in your marriage going forward. This is not the right. picture. Uh, but also letting them know that their first love, their mother, them seeing their first love and their mother hurt and pained in the way that that, that she obviously is because divorce is open heart surgery. Right. And not understanding why dad is not there, being able to talk to them. That mm-hmm. is that is a that is a, a central focal point, I believe, of of all of our enemy, Satan, if you want to call him that, uh, the devil, right. if you want to call him that, Beelzebub. But our enemy, my Satan, my, the, that particular spot is usually where our boys get attacked big time mm-hmm. in male female relations because of uh, the way mom and dad uh, communicate with each other. Right. So the hardest thing was. For me to tell my boys was that, hey, listen, we're getting divorced, but it doesn't mean I love your mom any less. It just means that we can't live together. Right. And yeah. the, answer, the yeah. question is like, well, why? Um, especially with this one that just graduated. Mm-hmm. Man, we, we just finished talking about the fact that he will keep you honest, man. He puts it down and you have to actually explain it to him. And right. he actually has those kinds of conversations with you. So it was a tough thing. And right. it's a thing that where it's a thing that where you hate to as a dad, you know, you hate to have those points to where your relationship is strained and you feel a distant from your son because the whole mm-hmm. deal is I've always taught my children that no matter what and in whatever situation, you can actually speak to me. You can talk right. to me about, about it all, and not only that, I expect for you to. But when right. you get to those yeah. spots to where they are open to listening to other people, and sometimes folks put things in your seed's ear that right. is not commensurate to their success, that's yeah. hard, brother. That's yeah. hard. And so yeah, that's that, that outside that influence. That outside influence. Yeah. You know, if you're not right there yeah. and being able to kind of guide it. You know what I'm saying? You want you wanna, you know, what I've learned is you know, I like to, you know, I'll sit there and talk and, and it's about the the forward thinking of the planning and why the decision is a good decision and thinking where things can go and go from there. But uh also being able to see allowing them to grow and prosper mm-hmm. without you being there because then it also shows them in certain situations like you can make the right decision yeah. and they yeah. come back and say hey I did this and you're like man that's fantastic like I know I know that was hard or that had to be a difficult decision or you know saying that was you know you you overcame something that was difficult in you know for anybody for any kid to be able to make that decision and say hey I'm not going to ride with these dudes because they out here doing this and I'm going to come home. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh man, I'm glad, so glad that you made that decision. To, you know what I'm saying? To come home because this and this and this could have happened. And them being able to go like, yo, that's a good decision. Not, I didn't go hang with the homies or I wasn't on the block or whatever. Like, no, that's a good decision because now you go back to school and you find out what happened that night. And you're yeah. like, oh, like, dang, they got freaking or jumped or or they got, yeah. you know what I'm saying, got pulled over or whatever. And it's like, that's a good decision. You made, you were in there and my influence, my conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? My sit downs 
are actually doing doing justice because you allowed them to say, hey, you got to go out there. It's either you're going, you know, like you said, you're going to make that decision where you're going left or right. And either you got to you want to learn from the words, which will point you in the right direction, or you got to learn from the uh, from the thorn hitting you yeah. in the bottom side. You know what I'm saying? And you figure out like, hey, what, what kind of kids you got? You know, yeah. are they able to be the ones that say, hey, man, I learned from the other dude. I seen him across the street. Right. I ain't trying to be like them because they yeah. were there doing dumb stuff. They done, they smoking up or whatever, and they getting arrested. I'm going to learn from them. Or I got to go sit on that corner and then get arrested and be like, oh, man, I ain't going to do that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, figure yeah. out yeah. Which, which, which road they, uh, they want to take. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? That whole thing where I ended up having to, that, that, was, that was a fear for me. Going back mm-hmm. to... Uh, exactly my, my point when I came in there was that was a fear for me was that okay I'm not at this point I'm not right there right now I'm giving them advice from a distance until our relationship was able to come around and be and be a whole relationship again it was right. a fear that I was leaving my boys I was leaving my sons um, ill prepared for something in that span mm-hmm. of time and then just praying for the opportunity and the time to actually embrace and grab them close and pull them near and state to them where they felt it and could hear me again mm-hmm. and even then if you got a perfect relationship with your child man there's going to be something that regime will say that will be exactly the thing that i would say that they will hear from regime because that's just how we are man come on dude right. it's something that's built in it's something that's mm-hmm. built into us as men that when daddy says it doesn't necessarily mean the same as when uncle says it or when friend says it or this or the other person right. says it. It's just, it's just the whole thing that you, like you said, instilling in them the kind of mindset that says, I'm going to hang around the right kind of people so that when this person says something, it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I make the right decision from it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy that you were able to, Come on the show right now, but we gotta do one more thing before uh before we get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we gotta we gotta respect your deck. You know what I'm saying? I know we didn't ask anything about the musical uh you know talents that you have, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? He said you was a singer, you'd be out here, you know what I'm saying? Doing a thing up, but we gotta respect your deck. We gotta respect your deck, you know what I'm saying? For every person on the show, we gotta make sure that we are are, are checking it. Checking in with them, seeing what their favorites are, what that, what comes to mind when that when these certain little things pop off. So we're respecting your deck, man. We gotta know, you know what I'm saying? What's that one album you sitting there, you on the island, you by yourself, and you say, Hey, this is the one album I'm gonna take with me no matter what, and I can listen to it every song, and it's gonna keep me stable while I'm uh, out here on this island. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what you got for us? What you got for us? This one is a little bit tough. <laughs> I can only have one album. Give you got one album, man. Can't be. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I guess you just do some DJ drama, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But you know, what I mean, I I usually try to. We try to go with the artist. Though. We try to usually go oh, with, with an artist. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying, or something. something. Uh, let me let me give it to you like this. I'm gonna go with uh, Outkast, Southern Playlistic, Cadillac, Funky Music. See uh, that guy right there. I can, I can hang with you. I can hang with you. You know what I'm saying? We right, good. That's the, that's the one right there. We good out here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, cool, cool. So we got the we got the uh, album. So then, what song would you would have you hit? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Replay on that mug. You know about 24 times. Where you're like, man, I gotta either know the words or that dang gonna hook is killing me or that beat is just something that you could just listen to all day long. What's that song for you? 
Brother, listen, there's a couple. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm I love music. Um, it used to be back in those days, it was Jazzy Bell. That was my joint. Um, Hold on, the remix though? The remix? The remix. The, the remix, remix though. Ooh, that remix. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then, and then the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that remix hard, boy. Move on to when I, I was a grown I man. It was, it was Usher, 8701. I'm just going to give y'all that for okay, a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, I got He's out there in them clubs. Yeah, right. And then, then, right. In this club. Um, And then uh, then I would say anything Prince, man. Anything Prince. Okay. All right. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I feel you. I feel you on that. Let me see if you know this song, because if you don't know this song, you are not truly. A prince oh, fan. Hey man, don't don't get us out here uh, where you okay. sing it so good that they out here trying to. Uh, yeah, take I'm not even gonna sing it. Like okay, yeah, cool, cool. I was about to. I, was about to I, I thought you was about to bring out the vocals and yeah. you'd be out here. They'd be like charging that. I, I, I don't oh, have nothing to drink right now. My right. my throat is a little dry. I, 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 we'll hit y'all with some music later on. Well, but yeah, yeah a little part. The Universal Spiritual Fellowship by by Prince. Was that? Was yeah. That See, he, was, was that when, Was that even when he was Prince? Oh, he was Prince. Was he the simple? Was he Prince? Or was he a simple? He was Prince. Was, he was that with the new generation? Listen, that was that was, that came around. That came around the time of my tape, for real. When he was when he said, "If I never, if I ever held a hand, if I never held a hand, it was only because I needed time before I could be your man." Man, listen, he oh, called okay. this woman friend. What song was that? Life, you know, song? It's well, called Universal what? Spiritual Fellowship. Okay, because my because my Prince go to song is in, International Love. That's my jam. International okay. Love was done, man. But uh, a door will shut everything down. You just, and he listen, said, you, "Oh yeah." We said, "Let me take you around the world." Got uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Let's go. <laughs> I don't have no freaking fly miles. Hey, hey, so listen. Hey, Hold on. we got we got we do got one more though. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We got we got one more, man. So uh, so what's that artist? What's that artist? If you could take that catalog with you, and you're gonna sit on the beach and just be like, hey, I gotta ride out with this, you know what I'm saying? Waiting on uh Captain Jack Sparrow to come save the day or something, you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like what? Oh, he uh, hey man, he, he, just, he just won. He got that money though. He you did. know what I'm saying? He, he got that he money. Did. Hey, somebody, well, somebody took a crap in your bed. You win, <laughs> <laughs> you win, you win a little bit of anything. Yeah, so what's, what's, my what's bed, that? What's that? What's that artist that you taking that catalog with you? You know, the the if I'm gonna take a catalog of an artist, um, that artist is actually going to be, um, uh, 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 oh man, I just missed him. I missed him. actually Al Green. Okay, all right then. Oh yeah, don't be out there so chilling. Sad. Right. I mean, you know, right. you know right. they're hanging out. Exactly. <laughs> because like you, you have some, uh, like you got some. Let's just be glad we you had can... this time. He got cognac <laughs> on that beach. No, he no, said no, there's no, some no. cognac get, on that get, beach. But you get Reverend Al and then you get Al. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? You're going to go, go to church. You're going to make sure you're at church on Sunday. On Sunday, you're like, we that. That's how it's got to work. That's definitely how it's got to go. Oh, shoot. Hey, that's good stuff, yeah. man. So, Two hey, I, I, I agree. Tell them playing listing. 
is yeah. the album. I'm feeling you on that. I'm outcast. Uh, you know, that's my, yeah. that's my point right there to the day I die. You got songs, you had some prints in there, mm-hmm. real jazz and bell remix. I agree with that. And artist, we had Al Green, aka also Reverend Al. Yeah. So not just Reverend Al, Al yeah. but Reverend, Reverend Al. Al. Yeah. Yeah. Not Reverend Al in totality. Yeah. Say this with me. Say Reverend Al, yeah. not Reverend. 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 Reverend Al. So the so the so the yeah the scope. He's, yeah. You know what I'm saying just, the full scope of Al. Yeah, he's still trying to figure out how to mend a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> like mine. Come on, he man. Went to, he went to Jesus. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. trying to find it. Yeah. Hey, oh, no. hey, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Somebody poke bricks on you. You you go to Jesus too. Yeah, you may do it. Look at me like, <laughs> like that on may do it. On your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you post a ah, that's that's going. Yeah. It's like I feel like Jesus got hey, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I said, took him to the to the cross with it. Grip on the back. Hey, can you imagine how man? Hey, hey grits though. I'll be mad that we wasting grits. You have got pop. You have got pop with one grit. <laughs> one grit is one grit is, is, is pretty hard. You imagine a whole pot of grits? Yeah. How, how big say, was the, how big was the family too? That could have been a lot of grits, you, dog. You say some stuff that make people think that you're rather unholy. I'm not gonna say <laughs> you're he, wasn't that, he wasn't Reverend. He wasn't Reverend yet, was he? He wasn't yeah, Reverend yeah, yeah. yet, so he, he could have said it. He, he, <laughs> instant, yeah, he got he got instantly commissioned. He's not commissioned. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, <laughs> what up, man? So, hey, since so since Rajim, you back in the building, man. Um, man look, I don't know bro. if I let you know, but it, it it's your up on the uh, on the top, almost four, man. So, so oh, hopefully, you got some. You got some. Okay. Listen, I I got something in the category. Okay. Uh, so, but I got <laughs> so I'm doing this thing called the Unforgettables, right? Okay. And that just means that it's a song, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I got a couple of them, but this is um. These are songs that, like you said, just unforgettable. When you hear them, you be like, "Oh snap!" You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like gotcha. one of them songs, mm-hmm. you can be wherever. So I got, yep. I got, I got, I got a disclaimer. Real this quick. your top four. This your top what four is? unforgettables. Yeah. But okay. I got a disclaimer before I do that. What's the disclaimer? Right. Small print. So, what we got? Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm in it. Look, look. I might lose. My, you, I might lose. You, miss, I might lose. you are. Look, look AKA look, Mr. Look. Stipulation. Look, I'm about to say, that's the next part. Hey, I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose. He just got married yeah, on the So we're going to be a little sentimental right now. That's what's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> AKA hey, Mr. Stipulation. All right, hey, let's listen, go. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying, dog. So I'm in the mall yesterday with the wife, right? Okay. And we're shopping. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We shop, you know, so we shopping for the for the grandbaby and you know, we doing all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Having a good time, living our best life, right? <laughs> I might lose my third card for this. I'm gonna tell you that shit now. Uh, go <laughs> go and turn about, it in. I'm, I'm about to get rid of it. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm walking, I'm walking around the Macy's, right? So I'm so I'm, the, the music on the radio going off. And mm. it's Taylor Swift, shake it off. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> he said, turn up. He said, turn up. 
Taylor Swift came mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. he turned mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I, I stay out. Look, I, hey, I've been a bit time. I stay out too late. Oh, Hold shit. up. Was you also I, in the look, also were you look, in the women's shoe section too? No, I was. In, <laughs> we, we was actually in the linen department. I'm in that big gym. Like. <laughs> I'm doing. Hey, look! I'm doing some random, some random white lady. Oh, no. I got. You. <laughs> I'm ready to get on the phone with the players board and let them know they gotta get the win. Oh, gotta go, <laughs> gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had to put it out Taylor there. Y'all, Swift, I, I was, yeah, I was stay jammed, dog. Hey, you can't tell me that when you hit shake it off, you ain't gonna jam. Are you putting this? Uh, no, hold up. Based on what you're saying, are you putting shake it off on the? Un- no, it's it's okay. Because I, I thought when the there. story was going, I was about to be like, no, no, "Yo, no. you done took but this said, podcast on a that's, whole nother." So place. I like to call that. I like to call that my department store jam. Okay. Put that out there. All right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So everybody got a department store jam. You the jam is some shit that you ain't told nobody you jam to in the department store. You know then you saying? shouldn't have so, told nobody. It's yeah, all you hey, should have kept that saying. off the podcast. <laughs> hey, look, look. look. <laughs> hey, hey, look. Hey, the, look. The pillow talk, that's between you and your wife. You shouldn't be telling look. us about <laughs> You shouldn't hey, be look. telling us about I, that. Look, look. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm good now. He ain't got to press look. nobody. You ain't got to press saying? nobody. I got she you. Was, I feel look, she was, she was jamming with me. We ain't that big. I'm up too late. And that's hey, what people man. say. I got you. So what's, this, what's this top almost for, man? Give me that So anyway, list, man, man. so unforget- unforgettables, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm going to start. And like I said, this it's so many unforgettables, dog. So I know it's going to be all over the place. So, you know. But one of my unforgettables at the bottom of the list for me was that Rough Rider anthem. Um, by, Well, by the Rough Rider. Rough Rider anthem. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's 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 unforgettable. You know what I'm saying? Then I got then I got Lollipop. What's that about by Lil Wayne? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, let 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 Lollipop. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I got Miss Cook. Here I go. You know what I'm saying? I I just it's just one of them jams that you be like, oh snap, it's unforgettable. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Then so listen. What was not what was number three? What was number three? You had uh um Lolly Rough Rider. Yeah, Lollipop was number three. Lollipop. All right. Yeah, Rough, Rough Rider Anthem. And then number two was Here I Go. Here I Go. Oh, is it somebody is it looking for me or is here I go? Which one is it? Here I go? No, yeah, here I go. Yeah, I got okay, it. Okay, and then what's number one, man? What's your number so, one? So listen, my number one was a toss-up. All right. So, but you can't say that when you hear this song somewhere, you be like, oh shit, nigga. I don't give it a how lame it is now. The shit was tight then. Look, I'm, you know I'm scared, man. I'm looking at your list and I'm scared right now. Ice, ice, baby. Nigga, don't tell me. Ice, ice, baby. Are you trying? Your so you're saying you're trying to get us a different demographic? That's what you're trying to tell us right now. You gotta let me know. You gotta let me know when you're doing this. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Vanilla no, ice, no. ice, ice. Oh, what? Okay. Jesus Everybody say, hey, hey, pray for y'all. us, Pastor. Pray for hey. us. Because so this be, list is. So this, is this a non-discriminatory tough. list? <laughs> this list is. There is. Look, I get. There's so many it was other a, things. Hey, look, it was tossed up between men and men by 50 cents. Many men? Hold up. You many said unforgettables and you said many men? That's unforgettable. 
I can put almost four that quicker than that, and 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 it won't have many men in it anywhere in that. Look, no, I, all I, all hey. of these songs would not be on my list. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the cool part about this part of the show is this my list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is tough, man. Hey, look. So, hey, guys. All right, so let's rearrange some stuff then. Let's go. Let's go with it. No, I'm just saying, like, I got one already. All right, that, um, look, okay, so let's see. Off the top of my head, I would go with uh, I would have one. Um, get your freak on, Missy Elliott. I can tell you right now, when that first beat come on, everybody be like, my, my, na, na, na. Yes, it's a lot of unbelievable. So, yeah, that I feel you on that. That can be on the list. Um, I also would go with um, freaking oh, nice, a nice, unforgettable computer love. Zap it, okay. Oh, come on now. Uh, 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 like, and it's been used many a times. Great song. Um, and I'm trying to look at beats that you said when they first come on. People go, oh, yeah. You said that. I didn't say that. Well, I mean, most of the songs right here (laughs) are very much like when they first come on, you know what it is. Yeah, true. Okay, so I kind of went on that. And then what else? I'm just going off the top of my head. This is without research. Shake shake it off? Nah, that's that's all you. That's all you. Um, Dang, unforgettable. Oh, what you got, Clay? Yeah, I mean, I got those two right now. I had to, okay. I had to think a little bit. Craig Mack, flavor in your ear. Flavor in your ears. Okay, legit. okay. And yes, but yeah, but okay. I got five oh. on it. Oh, I got, I got five, five on, on it. That's on my yeah. ringtone. Yeah. I got five on yeah. it. Yes, very much so. Better than. Yeah. Hey, okay. Go I ahead. Give, I give you that. Yeah, yeah. Poison Ivy. Poison I yeah, 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 that's unforgettable. Come on, man. I don't, anyway, okay. I don't know about that. Right. I don't know about that. I I don't yeah. I need love. LL. Yeah. 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 I mean that's pretty legit. That's pretty legit. I mean, I need love is that's that's a classic boy on uh on there. Yeah. I mean, mama said knock you out. I mean, I'm bad. I mean, like the beginning of that joint, like I look at like, okay, if something is you at the spot and they'd be like, oh, like, I mean, I need love is very much good with the everybody had everybody's head, everybody's headed to the yeah, I mean, when you hear yeah, 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 I got you. I mean, I need love very much so. I uh, yeah, I got you. I, I feel like some of those are like some of the ones that you have placed. Very much hip hop heads are like, "Yo, oh, that's the joint." Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if, um, especially our age bracket, I think some. I mean, really, number one, Ice Ice Baby. I don't know if people in our age bracket is like, "Yo, I'm going to the dance floor on that." That's like very. I would say almost. I would almost go with a uh, hammer. You can't touch this. You may get more than Ice Ice Baby. I mean, Rob Bass. Rob Bass. Nice. Heavy D and the Boys. There's right. a whole bunch of joints that, like. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah Ice Ice Baby wouldn't that's be a, on my list. Hey, good joints. Hey, but I that's your, that's your list. Thought. 
That is your list. Hey, that is your Hey, everybody, this is Rajin's list. So thank you very much. Make Appreciate sure it. all comics comments go into that direction. Also, honorable mention, he said shake it off. Those that was number five. So oh, just make sure. Hey, look, hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. The most thug shit I ever seen, I was in Kuwait, and this cat was like, I'm talking this dude. I thought this dude was a killer. This dude was a murderer, right? So, and I remember, go, I remember being in the car with him, and um, <laughs> I can't remember what Taylor Swift, which which Taylor Swift, which Taylor Swift song it was though. But he was like, he was like, son, son, that's my shit, nigga. That's my no. shit. <laughs> I was like, Taylor no. Swift, nigga. I was like, what? So no. thug, listen to shit, nigga. Don't get it wrong. No, he became a thug when he joined the military. He was never a thug before yeah, that. Yeah, he was. He was, he, he was never a thug before this that. This was military. No, this was military. This was. Oh, military. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, contractor. So he was yeah. former military. All right, probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You, you think you're mad at <laughs> man? Like, you like Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift a thug. You don't know you that can, shit. Though. <laughs> I mean, you can't get mad. Yeah, that's you can. That's that is a disqualifying factor. I'm just saying. Nigga, you literally just said, look, look, I'm gonna tell you that two out of three black men say that that is a disqualifying factor. So I'm sorry. We can put that, we can put that as a percentage up on a commercial. Right there. Boom. Tennis, we got cardigans, nigga. All right. Well, hey, for all those that are listening right now, we had the Unforgettables. Almost four. Right there, we have Rough Riders Anthem, Lollipop. I spelled that wrong. Uh, Here I Go by Mr. Cal and Ice Ice Baby was number one. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, hey, put your top four unforgettables the ones that's gonna make you run to the dance floor as soon as you hear it. As soon as you hear that first note, you like, oh, that's my joint. You know what I'm saying? So make sure, I mean, hey, my number one, I love me some Missy. So that get your freak on, that beat come on, and it's uh, that's it right there. That's that joint. You know what I'm saying? Is that Timberland beat? Hey, another Timberland. Love that Timberland, dog. Timberland be killing. Yeah, Timberland. So, uh, but. Oh, wait, hold, wait, 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 wait. Just Timberland. What song is that? Dun, dun, dun. My love, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know. I know the Timberland beast, man. I know you. I know you. I know you. It's like I know the Timberland beast. But all right, man. Well, hey, it's been a great broadcast. No it's no been doubt. great Always. to be back. We got Rajin back in the building, the streets. We was all up in the burbs the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I was holding it down. I was doing what I could. You know what I'm saying? We was missing all the, uh, you know what I'm saying, Taylor Swift uh, commentary. <laughs> <laughs> we was missing all the Taylor Swift. I mean, I didn't you know, know that I was the most thug dude on the Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift. Alone, but even, yeah. hey, you know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing. Put your hands in there. Put your hands in I didn't know I was holding it down. The burbs are turned into the man. most gangster spot. So, yeah, hey, yeah, everybody yeah, in the yeah, burbs yeah. represent. Uh, so hey, we, we really appreciate <laughs> We really shit. appreciate you <laughs> coming on, Clexton Milliton, coming on, joining Middleton, us. Giving, Middleton, It's on there, Middleton. It's on there. I wrote, I wrote it on there. So, I really appreciate I know uh, Rajin really appreciates you coming on, joining yeah, no doubt, no us doubt, on the podcast, right giving us some wisdom. Look out for your book. What's a what, what's your book gonna be called when uh when you when you get it out? 
Preserve for purpose. It's gonna be named for the ministry, man. So preserve for purpose. So, so be on the lookout for preserve for purpose coming in the future. Also, I mean, you know, Rajin got out here. He got his, he got his book. Coma. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all go, go yeah. pick up coma. It's still out there. Coma. Coma. Part, coma. Hold up. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, coma part two is coming. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's he's saying. working on that right now. And I'm doing nothing but going to work and doing this podcast. So uh, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing that thing. So, hey, we really appreciate y'all joining us once again on the Mid Catcher Podcast. No doubt. No Episode doubt. No 11. doubt. Man, appreciate y'all. Come man. see us next it. week. We're going to be coming, back. Bro. We got the whole, whole team. We back at it again. You will see us. Uh, hit us up on all the social medias at Men Catch Up. Hit us up on YouTube and Facebook at Men Catch Up. Join the uh, Men Catch Up Facebook group. Come check us out. Uh, friend request. We'll hit you up. We'll chat it up, and we'll bring up some uh, some more topics in the news. More topics on on the uh, the music, and for sure, throw your respect your decks in there. Give us some ideas on respect your decks. You know what I'm saying? Come check us out, man. We love y'all. Peace out, Men Catch Up. We out of here. Love you. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good one, man. Have a good one.